Hey everyone, um, my name is George Ortega and this is episode four of Monday through Friday, Cellular Agriculture for a Pandemic-Free Future. Um, I wanna start off today with um, an article that I found that Forbes, the, uh, the news um, organization, um, financial magazine published on June 2nd. Okay, the title is Coronavirus Pandemic Will Cost U.S. Economy $8 Trillion. And this is according to the uh, Congressional Budget Office. Um, Senators Chuck Schumer and Bernie Sanders, you know, requested that estimate and um, so $8 trillion, and that, again, that estimate was in May, because again, the, the article was, was published in June 2nd, so that doesn't take into account this, this enormous surge we've had throughout July, um, throughout June and July, actually, you know, in, in the, the, the South. Um, so, all right, so now here's the thing. Um, this pandemic is gonna cost us apparently at least $8 trillion. Um, that doesn't take into consideration the, uh, the lives that are lost, the, the pain and suffering that people have endured, the businesses people have lost, the education that people have been deprived, their kids have been deprived. Basically, you know, the, 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 I mean, like, if, if you were to count for that in, when, in, in, um, if you have a civil case, right, and you sue someone for damages, right? A lot of times it's for emotional pain. You know, some people like they get damaged, so they're like the court will award a person, let's say, a million dollars, you know, in in a, in a penalty for emotional pain they may have endured um, because of the recklessness, neglect of someone else, whatever. Um, so I mean, like, so this eight trillion. I mean, if you if you take all that into account, um, what thirty trillion? You know, that, that's probably an underestimation, but, but we'll go with the eight trillion, okay? Now, let me, basically what I, I wanna, I'm saying this because like, one of the primary messages of this series, and I'm gonna say it over and over until you get it, is that not, not in a year or two when we're out of this, but now, now, while everybody's paying attention, now while everybody's feeling the pain, now while everybody's feeling the urgency, we should demand that our U.S. government invest $50 billion in, in research and development for this cellular agriculture technology, this, this clean meat, that this basically ending farming in America, you know, both family farms and factory farms, and transitioning to this new industry that is our only reasonable hope of preventing um, a future pandemic. You know, I mean, like, if, if I, I don't think anyone is going to want to go through what we're going through and will be going through for however many mo more months uh, we're going to be going through this again. So, like, all right, I did a bit of a calculation. All right, so, like, Again, let's say 
taking a very, very conservative um, estimate that let's say this, this pandemic coronavirus ends up costing us $8 trillion. So how much is $50 billion? And, and, and this $50 billion would be, again, to fast track this research and development so that instead of having to wait 10, perhaps 15 years for beef, chicken, pork, fish, you know, other kinds of um, seafood, uh, all these meat, dairy, and egg products that we ordinarily grow from animals, for us to be able to like grow them in labs in a way that's com completely pandemic, you know, free, uh, risk-free, um, rather than, than waiting 10 or 15 years for that to happen, this $50 billion, if we spend it now, we might have these products, we will very likely, very reasonably have these products in two, three years. As, just as we're coming out of this current pandemic, we wouldn't have to worry about the next one. And I've talked about how, you know, the next one may be five, 10, 15 years away. It, 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 you know, the way we, we um, grow meat in these farms is so unsterile. It's so, it's so, it's so conducive, the, the conditions are so conducive to these pandemics, to these epidemics, outbreaks. So, um, so that's the point. So in other words, like if we spend $50 billion now to fast track this industry, to, they, need, they need to hire engineers to, to, um, to build the facilities, to, to, to design the facilities. They need to do more research on, on like the, 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 the medium that they feed these cells that, that allow them to um, multiply, you know, more quickly uh, in, in various ways that, that need to happen. So, so, so again, um, what we're talking about, $50 billion is 0.06% of $8 trillion. That's, that's a little more than one half of 1% of this $8 trillion we're spending on this pandemic. So to give you an, an idea of, of like how this would compare, for example, let's say you own a home. The, the, the median price for a home in the United States is about $226,000. Okay, the, uh, the average annual cost for homeowners owners insurance is about $1,000 a year. Okay, so like let's extend that to, to 10 years, okay? It's because like this, this, this $50 billion, you know, we spend it down. We don't spend it over 10 years. We spend it, you know, this, this year and next year to hire these people, to, to give them the resources they need to, to be able to bring these products to market you know, to, 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 to solve the research challenges, to, to do what they have to do so that we can have these products, you know, just as we're coming out of this, this current distancing and economic closing and, you know, social closing, whatever. So, um, so basically over 10 years, that, you know, that, that, thousand, that, that homeowner's insurance amounts to 4.4% of the cost of the, the home. And, and these homes, you know, like, it's like this, it's to protect against, you know, fires and then hurricanes and, you know, just like for to protect, you know, to compensate for the home being destroyed. Okay. And I don't even know if it's a full compensation or, but 
But anyway, like, and you know, people are paying this, again, 4.4% of the cost of a home. And, and everybody knows that, you know, like, it's a very, very, very rare event that a home is destroyed, right? And, and the difference between this homeowner's insurance and, and this pandemic is like, the next pandemic, unless we do this, is inevitable. It's going to happen, whether it happens in two years after we're out of this or five years or 10 years, you know, it's going to happen, you know, and, and, and any epidemiologist, any, any infectious disease scientist expert will tell you that. As a matter of fact, Bill Gates, other people have, you know, go to TED Talks, go to YouTube. They have given talks about how they, they you know, basically explain all this is like, it's not if the next pandemic happens, it's when. So basically, like, the point I'm making is we're spending, we spend about seven times more on our homeowners insurance than we would have to spend to be free of pandemics in the future, okay? This is so monumentally important because, again, who wants to go through this? Now, now here's the surreal part of this. Um, have you heard anyone talking about this? Have you heard the politicians talk about this? Have you heard the media talk about this? They don't. They don't. I mean, it's a combination of stupidity and evil. Either they don't care or they're, they're too stupid. They're, they're irresponsible and not, doing, not being aware of this new technology. Because this technology, it's, it's not like, you know, it's on the radar. For example, the, the Food and Drug Administration and the United States Department of Agriculture, USDA, they have now joined forces to regulate this new industry because, it, you know, basically the, the cattle livestock industry is regulated, you know, to prevent these, these diseases that, act, that come from it. And, and obviously they're not doing such a great job, but we would need regulation for this new industry. So the government is in the process of, of creating this new, these new regulations. So I'm, I'm saying this to say that this industry is not something that they are not aware of, you know. And, um, and so you, you, have to, you have to ask yourself, what is going on with them? What, what, what is their problem that they don't see that they should be talking to people about this now? In other words, like, if, if, you, talk, if, if you tell people, listen, you know, we want to spend, we want to spend about a little over a half of 1% of what it'll cost us, you know, to pay for the, the economic, you know, disturbance of, of this pandemic, the economic loss. We want to spend, you know, half a percent of, of what we've lost in this one to prevent future ones, you know, $50 billion. If you ask people if they want to make that investment now, if our government should make that investment now, I don't think anyone would say no. You know, because it's so clear cut. And again, it's like seven times less in insurance costs than, we, than the average person pays for their homeowner's insurance uh, over a 10-year period. Uh, so, so the time to talk about this, the time for the politicians and the media to, to, to get the word out and to pass this legislation, to, to get this money to the researchers is now. It's, it's not five years from now or 10 years from now. Um, that's, you know, 
I, uh, that, that's a point that, that has to be repeated over and over because that's, this is why I'm doing the show. Yeah, I'm trying to get you to understand that, that you know, this, you know, this has a, like a religious, moral, ethical component. In other words, like this, um, this pandemic isn't just a random chance event. This, it, it, it was caused by an extremely cruel, inhumane, torturous animal farm system, you know, family farms, factory farms. It's like the, 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 the way human beings have, have abused and tortured over 70 land animals and then like 70 billion land animals and then like then tens of billions more fish for decades. It's, it's, it's worse than the Holocaust. It's worse than slavery. You know, if, 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 it, it, it's unimaginable that we're like this. So anyway, that's the component. We're going to get into that again over and over because you need to get this, you know, like everybody's asleep, you know, nobody's awake. Nobody's, you know, understanding what we're doing and the consequences, you know, and, but, you know, we, 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 we say we believe in God, 80, 90% of us believe in God or higher power. And along with that belief generally goes the belief that we get rewarded or punished for what we do or don't do. You know, and this is what's happening. I mean, this is a punishment for our cruelty. And, and I think we're getting off easy, you know, compared to what these animals have had to endure for, for decade after decade after decade. So, um, so, okay, so, all right, let's, let's just go over this again. I mean, like, you know, talk to your friends, you know, talk to your representative, you know, um, Everybody's in an election, you know, it's four months before an election. People will listen, you know, call up your representative, call up your senator, write a, an email, write a, a message, call up um, uh, an animal rights organization. Just get this message out. You know, if, if you have friends who are influential, friends who know friends who know friends, who know politicians, get this word out. It, it, it's, it's simply that if we invest $50 billion, you know, in, in this new industry now, research and development, just basically meeting the research and development challenges that, that need to be met before this, these products can be sold to us at competitive prices. You know, because right now, for example, you can buy a, um, a chicken nugget, but it'll cost you about $50, something like that. That's, you know, and that was like, you know, um, several years ago, that same chicken nugget cost $1,200. And uh, for example, this is, this is the amount of progress we've made actually. Uh, when Mark Post created the first hamburgers that he premiered in London, it was a proof of concept showing the world that this technology works. He, um, he spent $330,000 on each hamburger patty, okay? Um, now the cost of a similar patty is, I don't know, about $1,000 or something like that. They, they, they've really, you know, got, done a lot of progress and they're making a lot more progress, you know, but, but this, this is something, it's just like with, with, um, with trying to find a vaccine for this, um, you know, coronavirus. You know, we, you know, ordinarily, again, the 1957 um, pandemic was the, the fastest that vaccine had ever been brought to market, you know, to, to, to protect people. And that took four years. So we're, we're doing this in about a year, year and a half. 
you know, so, and, and the reason, the way we're doing that is we're spending the money we need to spend. So it's the same, it's an equivalency. It's basically, you spend a, a lot of money to fast track research on a vaccine. If you spend a lot of money to fast track research on cell, cellular agriculture on this new industry, this clean meat, cultured meat, then you can do that. You, you can, we, we, I, I really believe that we, we could have, because like the, the engineering of challenges of this clean meat uh, are far easier than the engineering or the, the um, biological um, research challenges of creating a vaccine. You know, so um, the reason they're not, you know, going nearly as fast as they can is like, I, I, I've done some research, they, they actually are getting some, you know, substantial funding now, but they, I think it, the, the total for the industry, and there's about 40 to 50 startups working on this, Combined, they, I think, have about um, 500 million to a billion dollars invested in this. All right, so, so I'm saying, you know, like, you know, increase this 50 to 100 times, give them the resources, resources they need to be able to protect us. Um, again, what, 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 what's the alternative? Um, if we allow our politicians to, to remain stupid, to remain irresponsible, and, and the media is the same. You know, the media should be talking about this. Ask yourself, why are they not talking about this? All right, I can tell you. Basically, they're afraid of the livestock industry. They're afraid of the Dairy Association, the Cattle Association, who give these politicians um, vast amounts of money for, for, for campaign finance. And the media corporations, I mean, like ABC News is owned by Dis Disney. This is like a huge corporation. They protect each other. You know, the, the, these media organizations, you know, it, you, we've seen this with climate change. They, they don't go after the fossil fuel industry as much as they, they should. They don't, they don't, you know, tout clean energy as much as they should because they're all, you know, it's kind of like they're all invested in the same, you know, same corrupt system. You know, it's, and, and then now we're all paying the price. And, and you know, we're paying the price for allowing them to do that. You know, for example, and these, these are very rich people. You know, for example, the people who are preventing, and they're not just, like, they're not just preventing, um, for example, the, the Dairy Association. It's not just preventing additional funding or funding to go to this new research. They want this new um, industry shut down. They, they're trying to, to stop it from being regulated. Why? Just for, so they can profit, so they can keep selling us milk that makes us sick. And, you know, that, you know, it's, it, it, it's completely selfish motive. And these, these CEOs of these corporations, let me tell you how, how greedy and selfish they are. Um, back in the 60s, the average CEO of the average corporation earned about 10 to 20 times the salary of the average worker in that corporation, okay? The average CEO of the average corporation today earns over 300 times the average salary of the average worker. These people have gotten so corrupt because they've gotten so greedy, so selfish. And these are the people, the, these are the, the new Nazis, you know, the, the, these are, and, and I, there's, you know, I'm not exaggerating. This is not, this is not hyper, hyperbole. This is, you know, the, what they're doing to those animals knowingly, you know, for profit is a lot worse than what happened to, to people in, in the Holocaust. It's a lot worse than what happened to slaves. And if, if you doubt that, you know, 
if anyone asked you, if everyone, anyone gave you a choice, well, you know, you can either be a, a slave or uh, an animal in one of these farms, what would you choose? Or you can go to a concentra concentration camp, or you can be an animal in one of these farms, what would you choose? You know, so like, that's how evil these people are. E it's a combination of evil and stupidity. Because like, you know, for example, like Trump. Trump is one of, the, one of these really, really evil people. Uh, he's not that bright, and you gotta understand that. As a matter of fact, with Trump, he just, um, here's how corrupt and dangerous Trump and his administration and these people are. Um, a couple of years ago, the USDA, we talked about that earlier, United States Department of Agriculture, would inspect every pig before they went to slaughter to make sure that that pig didn't have an infectious disease that would then like be passed on to, to millions and perhaps billions of people, okay? The USDA was responsible for that. Now, Trump changed that regulation. He, he said, well, now, now, we, we, we don't need to have the government involved in this. We can, we can allow these industries to regulate themselves. Think about it. A, an industry that, that, that abuses and tortures over 70 billion animals a year is going to regulate themselves. You have to understand that, that their, their profit motive, it would, I'm, I'm sure they're, they're not doing nearly, nearly a, as good a job as the USDA was. And that's putting you at risk. That's putting us all at risk. So, um, all right. So, again, you know, this is about investing. This is about $50 billion. That, you know, I just like, that's a ballpark figure. I mean, it, it may perhaps, I mean, again, that's, that's one half of 1%. Perhaps it should be 4.4% like, like the average person earn, um, spends for home, homeowners insurance. Perhaps it should be um, $400 billion. You know, again, after, after just, after, you know, we've already spent, I mean, I, yeah, I get different numbers. I, uh, I think we've already spent almost 2 trillion, but I think almost 4 trillion has been earmarked to be spent, hasn't been spent yet. And I don't know how much of that we're getting back. I don't know how much of that is in loans, but you know, I mean, these are details. I mean, like, you know, basically we're, we're you know, whether it's $50 billion or, or $400 billion to ensure us a world where we don't have to worry about these pandemics anymore. I think, I think you'll understand that it's worth the, uh, the investment. So again, what, what is wrong with these people? What is wrong with these politicians? And in a certain sense, you know, like, I mean, you, all right, you guys are complicit in this. And, you know, only 2% only of us, you know, we vegans, you know, we don't eat meat. We're not, a, we're not a part of this problem. You know, this is about you guys. You know, you are watching this who, who eat hamburgers and, and, and hot dogs and it kills you, you know, gives you heart disease, gives you cancer and, you know, and you don't get it. But, but it's up to you to, 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 you know, if you don't care about yourselves, at least care about your children and grandchildren. Apparently you don't because of climate change. You know, maybe climate change is too, too, uh, too abstract for you to understand. Maybe, maybe you think it's too far into the future and it's not, you just haven't done the research. Um, but this, you know, having gone through this, you know, for you to not be demanding that our politicians spend this 50, $400 billion on this research to protect us. Because this, you know, this is the only way that we're gonna be safe from pandemics. Um, and it, 
it's, it's, it's not just us. I mean, we, we have to ensure that this new industry is shared. You know, we have, we're going to have to give this industry to poor countries. They're not be, they're, they won't be able to afford to, you know, to, um, to do this research. We have to, like, do the research, give the research away, help them develop it. You know, basically, to, to be free of pandemics, because, again, this, this pandemic originated in, in a, a poor uh, province in China. Uh, Ebola originated in, in very poor, um, or, you know, the, the most recent outbreaks, epidemics, were in poor African countries. They can't afford, you know, this, but that is the only way we're going to be safe because people travel to those countries all the time. People from China are investing heavily in, in Africa, you know, and, and, and we, we invest in, in Africa, South America, Asia. I mean, there's, there's constant travel. So, like, if, if they don't, you know, and it, what I'm trying to say is, like, we have to completely transition from farming animals, factory farms, family farms, to, to cellular agriculture, not just in this country, but in every country in the world. And, uh, and we need to, like, we in the United States, because we're so rich, should be leading the way. All right, we've got about three more minutes. Um, let's see. All right, well, you know, my mind is a little scattered right now because I, I just started doing a lot of research. For example, like this book, this book is the, the, the most, this book is like the seminal work on, on this field. Paul Shapiro, um, he's an excellent guy. Um, he was the past, I think, vice president of Humane Society of, of the United States. Um, he explains the industry in detail. He explains how much healthier these, these new foods are. And again, they've already, they've already like, you know, proven they can grow chicken and, and eggs and milk and, and, and seafood. You know, there's, there's a company in, in I think, um, Singapore that's working on, you know, cell-grown, uh, lab-grown shellfish. So they, they've proven they can do this. And so like that, that book, Clean Meat, it, it, it just, it's, a, it's such an amazing book. It, I'm, I'm, I'm going through it for the fourth time now, actually. And I'm reading that. I'm also reading up on pandemics. I've got a Net, Netflix account and an uh, Amazon Prime account where I'm watching the documentaries. Amazon Prime has about six or seven documentaries. Netflix has only one that they've just begun to produce. Uh, it's a series. And I don't know. It, it, uh, I think the Amazon ones are better. But, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm doing this research, I'm researching pandemics, I'm researching, I'm, I want you to get, I want you to understand that, that, that chickens and cows and pigs are very sentient beings. They feel pain, just like your dogs and cats and birds. You know, these birds, these chickens, they feel pain. And, and so, so basically I'm, I'm reading up on this and as, you know, I'm, I'm doing this every day. So like, you know, as each day goes by, as each week goes by, I'm getting this information organized and we'll hopefully be able to present it to you better. But don't lose sight of the basic message. There are all those things, a lot of those things are details that may be persuasive, may be interesting, but may not be necessary for you to know. Or you already understand that, that animals suffer. You already understand that the, the seriousness of this. But the main point is let's get the politicians to spend at least $50 billion in fast tracking this research and let's get the media to talk about it. it. It's surreal that the media is not talking about it. The media continues showing us people in hospitals, you know, and, and it's not like they don't have the bandwidth. You know, they, they've been very rightly covering the Black Lives Matter movement, 
and, and, and they've actually stopped doing that. In other words, like these politicians, the media aren't too busy to, to cover this. So it's time they cover this. All right, I will see you um, tomorrow, um, same time. Thanks.